What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. We are a little late this week, but better late than never. My name is Julian. I'm here with Brooklyn. As always, episode 172 is in the books. And you know, sometimes it works out better that you wait to do stuff because you get to do it even better. Because we got an <laughs> absolute bombshell that happened today. I think we all kind of expected it. Although there were some weird circulations of maybe this guy going somewhere else or this, that, and the other thing. But Brooke, break this news to us down real quick. Well, before we do any of that, we got something else we got to tell all the fans who have been listening, who may not be following us on our socials at Spectators Media, by the way. So go ahead, take a little second, pause this, go follow. This is year four. We have our first Spectator event coming up in like a week and a half for the lovers. We're throwing an art show. Tickets will be in the link on our socials. If you're in Tampa... Please come out, come see the boys. It's gonna be a great time, and we we can't wait, bro. The, this is exciting. <laughs> it, it really is. It's our first ever event. It's gonna be an art show again, as you guys probably know. If you do follow us on our socials, um, Alejandro is big into to the arts, and he does a lot of our graphics. So he's a big reason why a lot of our stuff looks as good as it does. And he Absolutely. and the rest of us are throwing this art show next Friday, February 10th. It's going to be out in Tampa. If you guys want more details, again, check out our socials. It's going to be a great time. We would love to see you all there, especially if we've never met or if you're a fan of the pod and never met or a friend of any of our many avenues. We'd love to meet, greet, and do all of that stuff. So go on out there. We'll see you guys there, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, that's that's our that's our promoing to start the episode. And I think uh, that was that's the, our breaking news. Yeah, that's our but, breaking news. Now, what what I woke up to this morning is the old man. The old man that came down to enjoy his vacation in Tampa Bay, Florida. Mm-hmm. Shiesty Tom Brady. That's the one. That's <laughs> is the guy. retiring. He's gone. And I, I know last time, last year when it happened, he, he came back and was like, oh, he, he did the whole press run, dropping like four different essays, thanking the Patriots, NFL fans, Bucks, everything. But this time it was different. We we get just a selfie video of him in Tampa on the beach, just little little voice groggy and stuff. Yeah. And and it hit different. It hit different. Like th- this feels like he's done. It definitely does. It definitely feels Keeps like done. this is the end of the Tom Brady era. And last time, yeah. I I think we all kind of had a feeling he might come back after the last time. Um, although yeah. I will say his his official retirement last year, I think it might have been exactly this day last year too. He might have did it on the exact anniversary. Um, well, if he did, shout out. But it was a long winded thing, like you said, and it was thanking everybody under the sun and i was like huh that's just crazy this not bill belichick not though. bill belichick everybody but bill. which was crazy whatever <laughs> he don't need him but this one again like you said he just he felt it he wanted to get it out there he didn't want to go through all that stuff again so he recorded it and i think the emotion at the end of it made this like one of the better retirement announcements i've ever seen in general just because like he was very like sad and sad is like the the very basic word but he was like upset about it he was like man this is like really this is it this is me telling you this is over it was like him breaking up with football (laughs) and i mean when you consider everything that's happened like he he comes back and in theory you you come back 
after um the offseason and you have every chance to maybe make a run. So absolutely, like you you come back and take the chance, but then as we see everything unfold this season with him and the family and Giselle and the O line and the, the wide receivers, and ev- everything. Antonio Brown, like it was, it was a lot. It, this it just a, gets, yeah. This is an emotionally draining season for Tom for like a million reasons, and you know, like I'm happy that he can go out on his own terms because he could still play. We saw this year that he is still. No. Quite a competent quarterback. He's still one of the better quarterbacks in this league, and obviously it's Tom Brady. But the way they went out, it didn't feel like the Bucks had a whole lot going into next year to be positive no. about, where they kind of did this year. You kind of felt like, oh, well, maybe this year they can still make one more run. After this one, they're not going to do it. Does Tom really want to go to Oakland or Miami or somewhere else Go get a new job in a new town. Learn a new system at forty-six years old. <laughs> he definitely wouldn't want to go to Oakland, but he might go to Vegas. He, he wouldn't go to Oakland. <laughs> Nobody would go to Oakland. Yeah. So you know, but, it's one. Um, it's one of those things where it's like you don't. Tough. You you definitely go out on your own terms. It, it is kind of sad. I wish he did the Peyton Manning route. Won a Super Bowl with the Bucks one season in out. Bada bing, bada boom. I think that would have been awesome. But we got a couple years ahead of Tom. Tom's the best quarterback in Tampa history now. So that's pretty cool in terms of, like, statistically. Ready, set. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it, it was really cool to have Brady in the city as well. Yeah. Like, it, it. it's it's wild because, like, Tampa, you're not really used to having that. So it, it's really sick. And, I mean, hopefully, regardless of everything that happened this year with the fam, Hopefully they can like reconcile everything and like get back to being a family. Who knows? If they want that, things maybe they things don't. were spicy. Maybe they don't. Who who's to say? Or maybe Tom lives happily ever after. Yeah, regardless. We, we saw videos of uh, him trying to get his kids into like private school in Miami, and that's when all the rumors started swirling even more that oh, that's it. He's going to Miami. Tua's gone. He's a dolphin. Yeah. Yada yada. He's going home. He's going home, wherever home <laughs> might be. And, you know, it's, it's all is well, right? Because Tom Brady will never have somebody beat him in terms of the accomplishments that he has accumulated. And if it is, it's going to be somebody real, real special with really, really special circumstances. Because no matter how great you are, I, I've never, at least for me, considered Tom to be the, the most talented quarterback of all time. And I think there's plenty of people who would agree with that. But he was absolutely incredibly dominant with a great coaching staff and system and players and guys who believed in him in different positions and different teams and different organizations. And so he's the greatest to ever do it in terms of football. And I don't know if anybody will ever beat the rings and will ever beat the the AFC championship appearances and all that. But it's a it's an end of an era. It's it's definitely kind of a somber day. There's so much involved with that, and it, like, anybody breaking that is just so out of the question, it feels like, because, again, not only does he have seven rings, he has every single ring for the New England Patriot organization. Every single one. So it's like, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you get one for a franchise... You're a legend. Ooh. You're a legend. You're a legend. 
Nick Foles will forever be remembered. Forever. Forever. And again, shout out <laughs> to shout out to Nick Foles. Shout out to Eli Manning. They will be the only people to beat Brady in the Super Bowl. And and that's something that's gonna hold weight forever. Dude, a seven and three record in the Super Bowl is unreal. He went to ten Super Bowls. He went to ten Super Bowls. It's wild. Yeah. So again, congratulations <laughs> to Brady on on a fantastic career. Sad to see him go, but it is the way it is. If you're a Brady hater, I hope one day you can look back and just like kind of marvel at the things that he did and the way that he did it. And it it, it was definitely something special. And again, big shout out to him for helping make Tampa the, the city that it's becoming. I mean, it's yeah. it's definitely in part of him being here. So very cool. Very swag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm a Jet fan. So if I could at least have respect for Brady and like – appreciate what he's done for football anybody can anybody can (laughs) that man has tortured me for years a long time (laughs) too long (laughs) too long so i'm I'm happy he's gone i'm I'm very happy he's gone the last three years where i haven't had to worry about him in the afc east amazing yeah you're in the nfc cool you're you're great go ahead go go crazy go throw the lombardi in the river (laughs) go ahead go ahead big fella (laughs) But yeah, so that was that was the big news today, and you know it comes right yeah. after the conference championships, which is usually where we see Tom Brady. It was kind of weird to see him nowhere near it this year. A first yeah. round exit, it was kind of wild. But we had the four best teams. What I felt were the four best teams, and the games for one of them proved that, and the other one was super unfortunate. And we'll kind of talk about that one first. Eagles Forty ers Everybody kind of had the Forty ers as this like crazy team of destiny almost. They go down, Trey Lance is gone, Garoppolo's gone. All of a sudden, here's Brock Purdy, and he's balling out, maybe looking better than the two of them combined. And then first drive of the game, Purdy gets hit by Reddick, who got snubbed out of defensive player of the, the year considerations. And he showed why he probably should have been in that consideration. He was a wrecking ball this game. He is reminiscent of Von Miller in the Broncos run where they were defense first a, a couple of years ago. He is reminiscent of that. And he just gave the 49ers all sorts of fits, despite them having a fantastic O-line and, and they just didn't know how to block him. And so he gets the Purdy. I think he what tore his UCL. I think is what the, the injury was. Uh, it pretty I much saw it in passing. So yeah. I, I didn't see, but he is out for six months. Yeah, so. he's going to be out for a while, which really sucks for Brock because he did have the one-year contract. He was on schedule to maybe make a bag. It's not really an easy injury to come back from. There's already question marks already, so it's like yeah, just a lot of stuff. So that really sucks for Brock. And then they bring in Josh Johnson, who uh, – shout-out to Josh Johnson. I do give him a lot of credit for being ready. There's absolutely zero reason that if you're Josh Johnson coming into this season that there's any expectation that you'll be playing – 38 minutes of the conference championship game. Yeah. And so he did it. He wasn't the worst thing ever. He wasn't the best thing ever. He had the fumbles outside of that. Like, what can you expect? The fumble was tough. The fumble was tough. But, like, outside of that, it's really hard to to help. Like, you're on your fourth string. Like, you're the hit the red button quarterback. And then he goes down. And the red button is now not just red button, but it has flames and, like, magma and 
tar and oil and it is it, Christian McCaffrey was essentially the best quarterback on the roster now because they put Brock Porty back out there. He couldn't throw the ball. It was he couldn't it even was lift CMC his elbow up. And and the the fullback that were the backup quarterbacks. Yeah, Kyle Uzcheck, shout out. And it's like, man, um, you got to feel a little bit bad, but like. At the end of the day, injuries happen, and I've been saying this for a while, and I don't know how much I believe this, and I don't know how much I want to delve into it, but there has to be something addressed with a couple of teams <clears throat> in the NFL. The Ravens, the Chargers, the 49ers are prime examples. They are so remarkably injured every single season, yeah. especially the 49ers when it comes to their quarterbacks, when it comes to their wide receivers, when it comes to the running backs, take a shot every time you've heard a, a running back from the 49ers is out with a knee injury. I mean, it happens twice a season, actually. It happens twice a no, season. You're, you're not wrong. Going back to Carlos Hyde, that was like five years ago. Oh, oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then you got Jarek McKinnon goes down, and you got all these guys that keep going down. And even, even in this game, Elijah Mitchell wasn't available. And it's like, man. And they were super injured throughout the years. So I was like, I don't know if it's just how it is. I don't know if it's the grass over there in San Francisco. I don't know if it's the training staff. I don't know if it's the medical team. I don't know if it's the way they practice or the way that Shanahan puts them in positions in the game. I don't know what it is, but there's plenty of teams that just don't get injured like this. Yeah, and um, just to <clears throat> add to the if it's the field take, we're going to really see how much that is a factor coming up in the next couple of years with the couple of stadiums that people do tend to get injured at because with the world cup coming to the states like fifa their regulations are like you gotta have your field a spe specific way for like you to even have the games played on it so a lot of um nfl teams they're gonna be switching over to, to grass yeah to natural grass and and the first one uh, that comes to my mind is MetLife because there's been a lot of issues with that field as in well. In particular, yeah. So that that's really going to be a, a question that's going to get answered because the NFL teams are going to be playing on this new new field because we're we're going to have to have it before the World Cup. So yeah. I'm I'm interested to see that because we can't be having this many injuries like this. Right. And and ridiculous. granted, and and these injuries are different, right? Like Purdy got like laid out in well, his arms. Yeah, that that's and so we're not. Yeah. This isn't like a thing in that regard. But I mean, you look at these three organizations in particular with the Chargers, Ravens, and Forty Niners. You're like, bro, like, how do these injuries pile up every single season? When's the last time you yeah. saw like realistically the Patriots lineup and roster just like decimated by injuries? Like, I feel like that doesn't happen. I know, nope. they're freak injuries, and sometimes it's it's complete luck and all that, and it's that and the other thing, but, like, how often is luck kind of stringed together before it's a problem, right? And so, I don't know if it's at that point. Yeah. I don't really know. Just something that I've noticed with those teams in particular. And oh, you're right. Thought. Niners got four guys injured in this game. So. And, and what a tough, tough role for them, because everything was looking decent to, like, start the year. Like, they, they probably could have made a nice run with Trey Lance, develop him, all that. Cool. Doesn't happen. Jimmy G, maybe he could just keep on adding to whatever resume he's trying to cook. Yeah. Cool. Well, then Doesn't Brock happen. comes in. They win, what, like 11 in a row? Brock is looking amazing, and he, Brock is looking like he's taking both of their jobs. Yeah. 
come next season. And I mean, in theory, I still think that when it comes down to training camp, you still give the the edge to Brock, at least in the quarterback battle. I don't know if you outright give him the spot. I don't think you should, but at least you let them fight and you give him a little edge. So shout out to what he did. But I mean, for for any team, not even just the 49ers, for any team to come in and have to get to their fourth string quarterback. I mean, there's, there, there's, 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 there's like three teams in the league <coughs> that could even go to their second string and feel like even remotely confident. Niners are obviously yeah. one of them because Jimmy G was the best backup in the league. I don't even know who else would be even in that discussion. Um, maybe like maybe the, the Eagles with, with Gardner Minshew, but they lost both games with him. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, the, the only team I could even think of that – a fourth string quarterback saw the field this year would be the Jets. And I mean that that was a Who was the fourth hold the I don't know his name, but remember of uh, he, he came in and we were, we were yeah. clowning him because he looked like a created player because yeah. Flacco went down. Yeah, I don't remember his um name. he was horrible. Wilson wasn't there and <laughs> he was um, terrible. <laughs> Mike White went out. Yeah. 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 Mike White was a dog that game though. But but that's the only team I could think that actually had like their fourth string quarterback come in and like you needed him. You needed him. And I mean, even that, like, you're not getting anything out of that. I'll tell the, you what, the Dolphins were about a, a hard tackle away from it a couple times. You're, this you're year. not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> They're right there. But you're not wrong. So that that's just wild. So shout out to the 49ers. Tough. I mean, hey, the, but they the got Eagles. outplayed regardless, dude. That the Eagles they did like the Eagles. Like, I, I feel like every time people are talking about the Eagles, like there's this weird like reason they want to hold back. And I don't quite understand why this is an organization that's won a championship relatively recently. They know how to develop great O-lines. They know how to develop great mm-hmm. D-lines. What are the two things you need in this league to be great? A great O-line, and a great D-line, and they have a fantastic quarterback. I don't know how great. Jalen Hurts is in the grand scheme of things. Is he top five? Is he top ten? Is he? I don't know. You but know, he's really the, good. The Jalen Hurts stories. I'm I'm loving the guy more and more. He's awesome. He's I, awesome. As I hear like the the outside stories come in, him talking about like situations. Like, even I saw him talking about like him getting benched in the the natty and all yeah. that, and 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 it's awesome like seeing a guy like that. So the Eagles definitely got something with him. How much? We'll, we'll see. The, this is going to be a big test because, I mean, as, as dominant as this playoff run looks right now, you beat the Giants, you you beat the 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 40s, not even the <laughs> Niners. You beat the, the 40s. You beat the 40s. Okay. So I mean, and and yeah. that's I'm not taking nothing away from them. No, you got to. They, they worked their butt them. off to get to that point to be able to play those kind of yeah softer quote unquote games. So so you you do have. The dynasty to take down. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, this like, I mean, be a big test. Hey, man, if they go in this and they beat Patty, there's no reason to argue that this team was a fraud or anything like that because they have to no. play against no. one of the greatest in the game, Patrick Mahomes. And no. listen, man, I, Patrick has played a lot of close games in the playoffs. Yeah. A lot of close games in his playoff career. He doesn't have a whole lot of blowouts, which is is what it is. Um, I don't know if it's good or a bad thing. It kind of just he w- finds ways to win games more often than not in the playoffs. He's been to five consecutive, five consecutive AFC championships. I believe they've hosted all five. 
<laughs> and there was this weird like clamor in the air, and you were you sipped a little bit of that Kool Aid coming into this game too. Which Kool Aid? The, oh, what the... the the Joe Burrow and the, he he has Mahomes number and and the Bengals are like this yeah. this team <laughs> with all this momentum and this that and the other thing. It's not a bad thing. I think the Bengals are a fantastic yeah. organization, but like. You sipped a little bit of the Kool-Aid, and I, I remember saying last week, I was like, Patrick Mahomes is going to show why he's the best quarterback in the world. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, and the, the game was tight. The game, game was tight. tight. A, a couple of mental mistakes and ended up pushing the the envelope a little low to one side, but I mean, again, not, not taking it on the way, because, I mean, it happened, can't do nothing about it. But that that was a that was a tight game from two very 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 elite quarterbacks. Yeah, and you know you you mentioned mental mistakes. Burrow had that pick in the fourth quarter that just didn't feel necessary at all. It was not a good throw. It was not a great idea. It didn't wind up leading them much. Uh, no. Then you have the the Mahomes. I don't remember when it was in the game, but you had the Mahomes like slip fumble <laughs> where he like goes back and just slips out of his hands. You're like, man, like he's hurt. Like, that's the one thing I noticed in this game. Like, this guy is not 100%. He's no, just not. And he dogged it out. Absolutely he, dogged it out. Yeah, and I mean, the best way to describe it is at the end of the game, he makes this 9, 10-yard run, gets over to first down, runs two more yards. On that bum ankle, he was visibly slower. And Patrick Mahomes is not, like, the fastest quarterback in the world, but he has, like, a burst to him, which is why he's, like, such an effective runner and a scrambler. He has, like, a great... He has really good game speed. He has really, really good, good game, game speed, speed and, like, a great first two steps. He has, like, a really good yeah. acceleration. So yeah. he clearly was lacking that, but he gets to the outside. He gets out of bounds and gets shoved in what was, like, not... I, I don't think it was, like, too crazy of a, a play in terms of, like, you beat this guy up over it. He was trying to make a play... Patrick was absolutely out of bounds. Anybody saying that wasn't a flag, you're just like, I don't know. They're, they're saying it's not a flag because he barely touched him. Okay, fine. But don't I mean, do it. You know they're going to call it. It's his back. Yeah, they, if yeah, you, you push know him in the back it. when he's out of bounds, it's not like you shoulder checked him. It's not like that's what yeah. it was. So this was an extension of the arms. It was a flag. It's a, not a great yeah, flag. Absolutely. I mean, could Harrison Bucker kick a 60-yard field goal? Probably. But now he doesn't have to. It goes to a 45. And Buckers hit yeah. quite a few playoff game winners, and that was just yeah. another set of collection. That was—I don't know why that one felt different. I think it was because like you get the Joe Burrow monkey off your back, right? There was like this weird yeah. every playoffs, and I can't stand it. Like I don't know why we do <laughs> this. We we watch like years of film and years of work, and we're like, wow, that guy's good. And then they lose a playoff game or they win a playoff game, and it's like all of a sudden, like. All of a sudden, we think Josh Allen is Philip Rivers, which I actually think that's a great comp that a lot of people are <laughs> saying. But like, all of a sudden, like Josh Allen's not great. He's Philip Rivers all of a sudden. All of a sudden, Joe yeah. Burrow's like the best thing since Peyton Manning. He's getting compared to Peyton Manning. That's ridiculous. Peyton Manning. And it's like, Joe Burrow's really good. He's a winner and all that. I get that. He's getting compared to Peyton Manning, dude. And it's like, bro, he beat Josh Allen in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? And yeah. you know, we we overreact very heavily. Like when the when the Giants beat the Vikings, everybody's like, "Oh, Daniel Jones, franchise QB." It's like, bro, this dude's not good. 
Like, I and, need and you guys to understand. <laughs> then he got cooked because he's not good. He played a team that actually knows yeah. how to rush the passer. It's Re recency bias is a crazy it's thing. It's so crazy. It's a and, crazy and, thing. And I, and, you know, again, people were coming into this game, and I saw it. I saw the TikToks. I saw all the stuff all week, and they said if Joe Burrow. There's not a lot of people, but this is mostly like TikTok podcasts like us, right? And they're like, Joe Burrow, if he beats Mahomes here, is better than Patrick Mahomes right now. No. No. Pa <laughs> Joe Burrow will never be better than Patrick Mahomes. He never was better than Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes on a bum ankle just beat him. Yeah. And this is, oh, by the way, the worst Patrick Mahomes team ever. This is the worst one. I don't care how you want to slice it. They have the worst defense. They have the worst weapons for him. They had like one wide receiver in this game. <laughs> Listen, man. I'm, I'm really interested to see the Chiefs next season. They're going to be better. No, they absolutely are. They're going to be better. better. Just, this is the worst Chiefs team we ever going to see. If we weren't beating what? the Chiefs this year, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And I saw a really because good Nick Wright spiel because he's a big chiefs guy he loves he loves uh he loves riding yeah. the mahomes wagon and he was like dude the bengals got a better o-line and healthier the bills got a better team with von miller joining and all that which granted he wound up not playing but they got they re-uploaded right russell wilson goes to the broncos they tried to get better uh Devontae adams goes to the raiders they got better uh, the Chargers got all these great defensive players on their team. Trevor Lawrence has an outbreak season. All these things happen. The Chiefs got worse by trading the second best wide receiver in football. The second best receiver in the sport got traded. And we all pointed and laughed. And they are in the Super Bowl again. And I don't know if they're favorites or not. Let's look. They might be favorites. I'm kind of interested to see. It's probably super close, actually. Uh, the Eagles are favorites. Ooh. Yeah. I kind of like that, actually. I feel like the Eagles should be favorites. I think they're a they better should. team. I think they're a better team. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely a better team, actually. Not that I'm, like, braining this. The Eagles are a better team. <laughs> But, like, Patrick Mahomes is, like, actually insane. How often it's... can you just ride that to work? I don't know. They're one and a half point favorites on FanDuel Sportsbook right this second. Okay. It's the over at 49 and a half points. Oh, let's do this. Let's do this. Right? Here's the segment. Are we taking the lines? The over-under. Eagles, one and a half point favorites. Yeah. Eagles? Okay. It, 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 as you can see, it, it physically pains me. <laughs> physically pains Over, me. Over, under, 50.5. I, I want to take the under. The, I feel like it's going to be like 37 to, to 43, somewhere around there on the on okay. the. Okay. On the scoring. Um, who do you think is third in Super Bowl MVP odds? Because obviously the quarterbacks get them out the way. Who's the next highest one that's not a quarterback? Hmm. 
Kelsey. What a guy. Hey. What a guy. I am kind <laughs> of shocked it's not Hassan Reddick. I feel like if you guys want a really interesting bet that you could make a lot of money off of, Hassan Reddick is plus 3,400 to win really? Super Bowl MVP. Two sacks and a strip sack, and that's that's MVP, baby. You know what I'm saying? Take it to the bank. Yeah, take, take it, it to, to the, the bank. bank. That's definitely that doesn't feel too bad. What other crazy? I mean, obviously there's bets for everything, so that's it's not not super fair. Let's let's see if there's player props real quick. Uh, do they have me yards? They don't. That's sad. I was hoping we can get like a Mahomes like 240 line. <laughs> I'm not seeing him. So sad. But, yeah, I mean, I'm super – dude, the Super Bowl – this is one of the better Super Bowls in terms of, like, the teams in it are both the one seed. I think throughout the year they were the consensus one, two, except for the little bit that the Bills were, like, in that conversation as well. Yeah. And it feels good. It's like, yeah, we got, we got the two best teams. It doesn't always happen. We have a potential dynasty if Mahomes wins this. We have a potential start of a dynasty because the Eagles are pretty young at all of their like important positions. The the Eagles will be back in contention. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. yeah like I we're gonna see a lot of the Eagles. Do they make it back to the Super Bowl again? Who's to say? Who's to but say? they will be in contention for the NFC is not great. That's they really no. benefit from the NFC not being that great. Because I don't know yeah. if the Eagles are like better than the Chiefs or the Bengals or the Bills. But who cares? They don't have to be. <laughs> they don't. They don't I mean, have they're, to. Be. They're on a. They're on a great run right now. Just the energy around them is great because you're, you're coming off a city right now who has just tasted a championship. With the Phillies, and the Union. So, so they are hungry and they they are wanting to add to it. So you take that all into account. That's adding a lot to to this run. Yeah. So this is the third Philly championship appearance in the last four months. It's crazy. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. The yeah, 76ers awesome, are pretty good too. The Flyers, yeah. don't look at them. <laughs> don't look. Don't. And I mean, when, when you look at it, and as much as it pains me to say, Philly is up there with the best sports cities in, in the country. Well, right now, especially. Come on now. Right now, especially. But like their, their fan base and, and just the fact that. They also they, typically they, they typically want to win whether they do it or not, and I I always appreciate that out of like teams yeah. and brands and cities. So wanting to win is great. The Phillies have been wanting to be good for so long, and they make these moves and they haven't worked out. They just got Trey Turner. They they got a bunch of relievers. Like the Phillies look good. The Phillies yeah. look good. <laughs> yeah, they got Trey Turner and Bryce Harper and Schwarber. Come on, bro. They're gonna be a fun. They're just team. the Washington Nationals. Yeah, dude, you you gotta cut out the baseball talk though, because I'm <laughs> just, just that I'm I'm hyped. Yeah, bro. So, yeah, I'm we, super, we can't go too deep. I'm into so that. excited for baseball. <laughs> we'll we'll I, go on a whole. I think whole thing um, about that. pitchers are reporting in a couple of weeks, so that's pretty exciting. They, they are. We're that's we're we're getting close. Exciting. But we before did, we get too too deep into baseball, we we did have some other football news. And and you mentioned uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos. They they got a new uh, new head guy over there. Go go ahead, tell the people. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The Denver Broncos are doing their best 
to become the worst organization in the sport. <laughs> this is a sport with the Washington Commanders. This is a sport with, apologies, the New York Jets. I, I knew it was coming. This is a sport <laughs> with some of the worst of the worst. The Cleveland Browns traded for and then extended a sexual abuser. I was trying to figure out a nice word. Though. <laughs> and yet somehow the Broncos are coming in here and like trying to one-up them without like the illegalities of it all. They gave up however many picks and they gave the kitchen sink for Russell Wilson. And now they feel backed up into this corner because it's like, dude, we gave up so much for Russ. And he looked okay at times. He really genuinely did. He looked fine at times. We gave up so much for us. We have to make this window work. Let's go trade for a head coach. Okay, cool. <laughs> Who's the head coach they traded for? Sean Payton. Awesome. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl. When did he win that Super Bowl? In Bounty Gate. <laughs> they literally had to cheat. And pay off players to go after people's heads illegally, but it didn't matter because refs didn't call it. To win a Super Bowl. That was the only one he's ever won. That's his best accomplishment. You know what else he did? He wasted most of Drew Brees' career by losing games in the playoffs because he could never get over the hump against teams that were better or not better. The Vikings beat them two other times after that game. The Vikings did not have better rosters either of those times. Sean Payton is a great coach. I think he's a really smart offensive mind. I actually think he's genuinely a good coach. To give up a first and a second round pick for a guy who's moderately accomplished when last season Doug Peterson was available for free. Are you telling me that you couldn't convince Doug Peterson to come to, to Denver if you really tried, Mr. Elway? Are you telling me? You're telling me you let him go to Jacksonville. Another one of those poverty franchises I mentioned earlier. Maybe the most of them all. Because the owner fell asleep during their wild card game this year that they happened to win. <laughs> you traded a first and a second round pick. You gave away players in the two most important rounds of the draft for a coach that won't be able to coach those two players. He literally can't, like, how is the future of this team going to move when you don't have a first-round pick for five years? What is, who is he going to coach? Is a team full of Brock Purdy's? That doesn't happen. There's my rant. It's stupid. It's so dumb. It's so, it, it, it's mind-numbingly stupid. Brian Dable, Kevin O'Connell, and Doug Peterson were all passed up on the Denver job. It was maybe the best job on the market. At the time. It doesn't look as great now. But at the time. So dumb. There's nothing really to add to that. It, <laughs> it's ridiculous that we're even seeing this. Because off the top of my head, I can't think of a time where like we've seen a coaching trade. Jason Kidd Have, in the NBA. Uh, Jason okay. Kidd got traded in the NBA. That happened. Okay. That's the one that I remember immediately. Because I was like, yeah. 
Taylor. I think he gets okay. traded for like a second round pick. Who cares in the NBA? Who cares? Fair. Whatever. Fair. But um, no, just the fact that we're seeing this now for the price tag that we did. <laughs> a second round pick in the NBA is like a, a fourth, fifth in the NFL. It's like a six, seventh, really. Like second round picks in the NBA just like so rarely pan out. Yeah, so like you're giving up a first and a second. And you mentioned the Super Bowl. That was mostly off the just motivation to win for the city after Katrina. So is was that really off of him coaching them? I don't even know. <laughs> they let a natural disaster, like, hurrah, let them trade a first and a second. That was like a decade. Like, that, was, that was like 13, 14 years ago. <laughs> It was, what, 2009? <laughs> I was like, I was 11. What are Bro. You doing? <laughs> so, so that's the guy that you just traded a first and a second. Oh, my God. To come coach your team with the quarterback that got no dog in him at all. That we don't even know what's going to happen with this offensive genius that's coming to lead this offense. <laughs> the last offensive genius we had come here uh, got ran out of town in one season. So, And not to put and... more salt in the wound, but remember I said the Jets were a <laughs> yeah. property franchise? Yeah. yeah, they signed that guy to be OC. <laughs> not, not to salt the wound, yep. but like... It, 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 it genuinely hurts my brain. It's crazy. People see failure and they're like, line that up. It's crazy. (laughs) Sean Payton. (laughs) And now another poverty franchise. There's like eight of them in the NFL. Oh, my God. The NFL is full of just empty heads with rocks jingling around. The the, the Houston Texans, they made the best thing that that they've ever done. They, They did two completely unserious coaching hires in back-to-back seasons completely unserious there was never a desire for the head coach that they hired over the last two years to lead the future team it was just like hey man we need a body give me a body yeah run it out there they go get the miko ryan's and he is an awesome pick he wanted to come to houston he used to play for houston he was a great player there he had a pretty solid defense over there in the 49ers. And by pretty solid, I mean a darn good one. I don't think what he does defensively is overly great. I don't think he's like this giant mega mind. But I think he's just like a smart enough dude that's like, hey, you. And he's like pointing to like Tart. He's like, hey, man, um, you're not super strong, are you? He's like, I mean, I'm all right. It's like, okay, so you're not super strong. Guess what we're not going to make you do? Rush the quarterback. We're going to put you in coverage, and you're going to do fantastic. Guess what Tart does great? He does fantastic coverage. And it's like he puts guys in situations that, like, they're going to succeed. One of the craziest things I've ever seen is when teams get an edge rusher. Like, even the Cowboys did this sometimes this year. And the Cowboys defense was great, but they get an edge rusher, Micah Parsons, and he goes into coverage. Why? Why is Micah Parsons covering a, a, a halfback? (laughs) <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? Ridiculous. Ryan's doesn't do that that much. So, like, he's going to make smart defensive moves to put guys in the right positions. I think it's a great hire. I don't know how great it's going to be. I don't think defensive head coaches do overly great as head coaches, personally. I'm not the biggest fan. I, 
Yeah, I'm, I completely agree with that. I'm a big offensive head coach guy because it's really hard to replace an offensive coordinator. It's really easy to f- replace a defensive coordinator. That's how I feel. Yeah. So, you know, no, you're, you're I, absolutely right on that. Um, but I do think he's a great hire. I think he's a great guy. I think he's like a super stand-up dude, and I'm excited for him to be. Yeah, and I mean, hopefully great. he could do something with the Texans. Hopefully. Like, you you got J.J. Watt rallying behind the hire. He loves it. Cool. What I think they should do, now that J.J.'s done, bring him in on the organization as, like, a, a, a front office consultant or something. Get, like, a football mind over there. Yeah. Just to, like, have somebody say something in, in these meetings so it's not just like, hey, let's go do this. I know it's probably not a good idea, but let's just go do it. No, 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 no. Oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let let let's let's do this. And and I think that's what they need. They they need somebody that's gonna be a dog leading the team. So shout out to Miko. Yeah. Oh, hopefully that works. Now okay. now they just gotta build around it, and hopefully they're not dumb. <laughs> Simply put, because we've seen them do <laughs> dumb things. It's a tough ask. <laughs> a tough ask we've seen them do dumb things so absolutely a tough ask but i mean we're trying we're hoping we're hoping so i'm not hopefully they're poverty but whatever i i like having eight just like actually brain dead organizations it's kind of fun yeah because when they actually do something cool it's like hey we're root for look at the lions this year people were like yeah go lions when the browns started to get good for a second there people were like rooting for them and then they like kind of got annoying and then like now they I mean I, I was I was one of them. I, I wanted to see like the Browns do something. And they were trying in in theory. Uh, <laughs> but, they won like eleven uh, yeah, games that... one time. <laughs> it's crazy to see like the bad teams like get out of being bad and then it's like the lowest ceiling ever. <laughs> it's like damn dude, really? That's it? That's they, all you got? They, they they went over to somebody's house for dinner, and they're like, oh, this smells good. And then they tasted it, and it was like, oh, this tastes kind of good. And then they tried to ask them what they put in it, and they told them, and they were like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to say what. Intestines? <laughs> and, Bull intestines? And, <laughs> really? <laughs> Chitlins? You put, put that? <laughs> no. And, um... They spit it out and they went home. Yeah, and <laughs> that's home. exactly what happened. Hungry. Whatever they tried to cook went over there in hungry. Cleveland. Uh, yeah, it was not. It was uh, that, that was that was nasty. It was, it was nasty. Uh, you know yeah. who's cooking stuff and it looks like it's going to be cooking really well? Ooh. Complete pivot. Complete pivot. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. WNBA. Yes, sir. Come on. Stop playing yes, with sir. me. Stop Shout playing out Super Teams. Dude. If there's any, so a lot of people say like super teams ruin the NBA to an extent that like semi agree, but like now, and if you look at the NBA, there's like no super teams. So like, does it even really matter? Not really. Uh, WNBA needs it. Yes. Because having super teams makes dominance and dominance is what's going to sell tickets in that league. If you have all these stars on one squad people are going to want to go see these games and guess what two cities could not be better places to have star-studded teams vegas which loves basketball oh and by the way the vegas aces are coming off a championship 
and then they just mm-hmm. go happen to get one of the best players in the world at Candace Parker. Which crazy. One of the greatest yeah. ever do it in Candace Parker. And then you look over at the Liberty and the Liberty go get Brianna Stewart in a, in free agency right after they go trade for the reigning MVP. It, I don't remember. Junquel Jones. I don't remember how to pronounce her name, but Junquel mm-hmm. Jones. So they get two MVPs added to the roster in New York, plus Sabrina Inescu, who's one of the best in the sport. One of the most athletic in the sport. Shout out Sabrina. The Aces have four first overall picks starting. Four. They added Candace Parker to a team that just dominated the season. Yeah. I don't know. This is pretty. They're also East West, which is kind of sick. So like, this is just collision. I mean, I, I this is I'm, this is cool. I'm not gonna sit here and say that I, I watch a whole lot of WNBA, but I can say that if I see the Aces playing or they're about to play, I'm probably going to an end because this sounds electric, yeah. especially after they won it. That that definitely got my attention. Just seeing how how lit they were at the parade, yeah, they were all lit. that. They were lit. Like it was dope. It was, it was really dope. You had Kelsey Plum having everybody just folding all over the internet, Kelsey me included. Plum. Cool. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. But, she's also really good. Yeah. <laughs> she's also really no. Good. She she's <laughs> great. If if I'm not mistaken, she either led the league in scoring this year or was like right right behind. She averaged twenty a game. So yeah. So, yeah, she averaged 20.2, and then she's you had Brianna Stewart, <laughs> 21.8. Oh, and so, Brianna, I mean, the leading scorer is going to the Liberty, and the MVP is going to the Liberty. So, nice. Pretty sick. Kind of cool. Good day to be kind of Liberty fans. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I'm only a Liberty fan because of Sabrina, but. I'm, I'm a Liberty fan because of logistics. Logistics, oh. you know. Shout out. Shout out to uh, the map coordinates. Longitude, yeah. latitude, all that, you know. Yeah, City gotta names. love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta love it. But you, I, you put a team in New York, you got a fan in me. It's, it's so simple. simple. It's so simple. RIP to the Guardians. RIP to the New York Guardians. XFL's coming back pretty soon. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I know you're you're uh, a little hater, I'm a hater when it comes to the XFL. I'm but I'm a hater. Now, I'm, what I'm, I'm not a hater for... for what I'm not a hater for is Arena Football is coming back. That tweet came out oh, from Oh, really? Yeah, I sent that tweet this morning. You haven't checked any of my messages that you got today, so don't worry about it. I haven't. I'll read it to you. I haven't. I'll read it to you. Okay, perfect. Perfect. After a four, This is from Adam Schefter. After a four-year hiatus, the Arena Football League has announced it's relaunching under a new ownership group, returning to the field in 2024. Ooh. Now that's really cool because that is the one secondary league in the U.S. that has legitimately worked. It actually worked, and it was a pretty successful league for a while. Problem was COVID and indoors. And yeah, and was... and being indoors and just being so different from like the the core product is also what made it good. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for that. Hell yeah. Now now want to hear something electric, right? Of course. They they send out their presser, their full presser. Okay. Hey, plans to relaunch. Two hours ago. One hour ago. I get a tweet from the AFL, Arena Football League. 
Hey, Tom Brady, open to one last comeback, and it's him in the My Next Chapter KD edit with the jersey that says AFL on it. You know, great Bravo. marketing. I love Bravo. it. Bravo. Whoever's on their social media team. That gets a retweet from me. Uh, that's, I, I, I like you. Yeah, that's good. I like this. I like I you. Like, I like that a lot. Uh, we got anything else for today? Um no, you you got me excited about arena football though. Yeah, it's pretty I, sick. I, uh, I I hope that Tampa gets a team because uh, yeah. just like I said, R. We used to, have to the one. Guardians. We used to have one. Yeah. So I imagine to the Vipers. So we we go we don't got the Vipers no more. So that that's tough. No more XFL here. Sixteen but, um, teams. Hopefully we get AF. Sixteen. There's there's a chance. I, I, I see no reason why we I don't no have. Give it. Give it. I, no reason. Because Orlando give, give got us... them, so they won't give it to Orlando. It's Miami or no. Tampa or both. Give it to both. Why not? If if Texas can have three XFL teams, give us two. It's based out of Texas, to be fair. So that's part of I it. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. Listen, I don't care. Last thing before we get out of here. Shout out to one of the coolest and most electric guys in the sport, Jazz Chisholm, for being on the cover of MLB The Show 23. Uh, That's really cool. He's not, like, the biggest name in terms of, like, last year was Otani, who's maybe the best ever because of the pitching and the hitting. But Jazz yeah. is really, really sick. He's a great ambassador for the game. He's from the Bahamas, so he's spreading some of that island cheer and island vibes to uh, baseball and bringing it back to his his homeland. And pretty Shout cool to, to the see. island boy. Shout out to the Island Boy. I'm really excited for that game. That's all I got for you guys. Make sure yeah. that you like and subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you are tuned in for every week. We usually come out with these on Monday. It was a late week this week. That happens. It's so be it. You know, whatever. Again, the Spectator's first ever event for the Lovers Art Show is coming out next Friday in Tampa. Please be there if you are able to. We'd love to see your beautiful faces. And follow us at Spectators Media. And if for whatever reason, for whatever reason, you watch this before seven o'clock on February first, we're having a movie night tonight. So come I on our Discord. Will, but hey, you definitely won't. But you know, just so you know, we're doing movie nights now. So stay tuned. Spectators Media. Later, everybody.